Welcome to Neoweek Audio, a collection of podcasts and Twitter spaces produced and curated by Neoweek, the number one news and community platform for the Neo Protocol and the Aurora ecosystem. At neoweek.com slash podcasts, you can find every interesting audio piece from the community in one place. We curate content on topics such as DeFi, NFTs, gaming, DAOs, community hangouts, and more. Basically, we got you covered near fam. And without further ado, let's dig in. Yo, yo, how you doing? Happy Monday. Hey, how's it going, Monza? Not too bad. Still trying to get my headphones connected, but just give me one second. Nice, nice. Looks like we got our robot up here. Everyone, I'm trying to join from the um, Borderless Community account as well. Can you guys see it? Yeah, yeah, of course. We'll uh, add you up. I'm not just like um, Twitter's bugging, so on on my screen, I'm not sure. Oh yeah, I don't see it. <laughs> okay, hold up. Um, okay, let me see if I can join from uh, one sec. How's yeah, everyone's Monday treating them? Not too bad, not too bad. Got a lot done already this morning. Woke up at like 5, couldn't get back to sleep, so I'm like, fuck it, let's just go hard. Went to the gym already. It's been a good day. Nice, nice. We'll give it a few more minutes and... Uh get get them up here while they figure out those Twitter issues. <laughs> there we go. Now we got a borderless up here. And to just everyone in the space so far, if you could help us out by retweeting the room, help us get some more people in here. I, I pinned the tweet up top, so just drop a retweet, drop a comment, let everyone know you're in here. Perfect. Can um, I, let's see. Can you guys see both like um, near no borders and Orbot ninety nine now? Oh no, no, just uh, the borderless community one. Oh, okay. now a listener. I'll, I'll I'll speak from this one then. Um, it is what it is. Oh, good. How you guys doing? Doing really good. Yeah, man, doing great. It's been a uh, it's been a super nice start to the week. There's been a little bit of drama. I think maybe we can touch on that. I haven't gotten the full scoop, but on the Binance side. Besides that, we're yeah, things are things are going well. How about you? Yeah, I saw the recent um, Arbitrum. They they had what they have their Twitter <laughs> has been like this, this like um, taken down. Is this like the most bullish near social thing we've seen so far? Oh, geez, I didn't I didn't notice that. Holy cow, that's that's confirmed. Uh, I'm just I mean I'm just checking the uh, the the nearest now chat. 
Um, I haven't actually looked. Wait one sec. Yeah, I ha- I didn't hear that. That's insane. It's, Arbitrum, it's so... wait, can, can someone see their accounts? Because otherwise it's 100% confirmed. Yeah, let me, no, I'm going to check on my end. I mean, he could have also just got spammed with uh, reports and sometimes that happens, but. Yeah, there's quite a few accounts trying to pretend that they're Arbitrum for the airdrop right now. I think that might be a factor. So I can see the Arbitrum Twitter if it's just at Arbitrum. Um, yeah, it seems but, to be work, working, but, but I don't know what. But yes, it's sorry. showing they only have 772 followers, so I don't know if that's like a. Hmm. a fake <laughs> oh shit! Okay, they're, no, they're done bad. Yeah, that's wild. Um, and then there was the the Binance fund that was just released from the. FTC, some sort of leaked um, messages about that. So, yeah, there's definitely some coordinated efforts to hamper our progress, but that is just another obstacle in the field of disruption that we're navigating. Yeah, I mean, I, I was sort of half joking when I said um, bullish near social, but I mean, there's a certain element to it, especially if you're dealing with um, a co- coordinated, um, whatever they call operation choke point. Um, there's a legitimate reason for us wanting uh, to have a decentralized social. Hey guys, just one sec. Win DeFi. Yeah, yeah. I really do feel like, uh, you know, near social, while it's going to be, you know, we're working on building it up and the use case is a little bit limited at the main, at the moment, I do feel like there really is a need for some sort of social media that crypto users can flock to without any intervention from traditional institutions or you know big companies kind of like twitter i i'm just not sure what that'll be because at the moment twitter is just it's too beneficial for people to use that for communities to use that as their platform it's very easy to onboard people and just kind of keep people informed and interact and engage with other crypto twitter communities and profiles well and it goes beyond crypto right it it's it goes for all sorts of different communities that are being um, treated unfairly. And in my opinion, the recent TikTok Congress meeting highlighted to the world how bad things really are. And the bill that Congress is trying to introduce isn't just about TikTok. It's about the internet as a whole and adding controls over the internet and the content that U.S. citizens are able to consume in a way that is unprecedented. And this is like, in my opinion, something that can really be a catalyst to start driving people to decentralized systems. Um, There's starting to be a, a collapse of trust. So I think that is a bull case for crypto, but at the same time, we're all facing some pretty gnarly attacks from 
from the, the same the same parties essentially. So um, yeah, I I guess I did a lot of reflecting over the weekend and just thought about why we're here. What is our goal? And there are some really incredible things that are being achieved through decentralized systems, whether that's decentralized finance or other facets as well. And us as a community, it might, it might be hard to keep that in mind, keep that in the front of your mind at, at all times. But just the recent, all of the recent um, controversy, especially around TikTok has really reiterated that for me and, and refreshed me into why we're here. And we are working to achieve something that's very important and proven to be extremely necessary. And I think that's a good introduction into our conversation today with the borderless community and what you guys, what your DAO is working to achieve for the participants in the near Web3 space that are working to go above and beyond to help push similar um, narratives and focuses. So on that note, can you guys introduce yourselves? Yeah, I'll just start by clarifying that we are not a DAO at the moment. Um, it is kind of sexy, but three to put DAO in, uh, after everything. And uh, we have been started by DAO, but we are a working group, right? And uh, we're a consortium of different projects. So whereas um, right now at the moment, we've been for, uh, we're, the working group has been formed by um, four to five act, um, active groups in the ecosystem, the, the near one in particular. So we have... Um, so we have we have Nirweek, right? We have uh, Mr. Brown, and we have El Cafe Cartel. We have MultiDAO, and then we also have um, the the one that Shouts working on. Wait, I forgot the name. Uh, James, uh, the what's the code? Um... Well, I think what you might be referring to is BluntDAO. Okay, if we go with BluntDAO, anyway, there's minority programmers as, as well. Yeah, there's yeah. there's onboarding DAO and then um, blunt DAO, baby. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so pretty much uh, we're here to, to we're here to talk business, right? And it's actually um, it doesn't matter. There's a let's see how many people are there right now. Um, yeah, there's a couple of people here. Um, basically, you guys will be the first to to notice Alpha. I think James and I we we've been moving at quite a rapid pace and. We'll, we'll be making some major announcements uh, soon when we get time to actually write them in Twitter form, but we'll, we should be dropping uh, a few of them here, right? So I think uh, for those who don't know, um, I'm Orobot99, right? Um, I'm probably the most active bot in the ecosystem outside from the Arbitrum airdrop bots that you've seen. And uh, this is my friend, Jens. Uh, James out there, he used to be a, a, an, an Orobot. Like, I think he still has one, but he just got, like, infected and became an alien. And now he looks really creepy. Um, and no one really knows what James does in the ecosystem, but he's there. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. And everyone knows him. So, anyway. James, do you want to jump yeah, in? I mean, <laughs> you, you, you guys are both absolute legends in the near ecosystem. And any initiatives that you are behind... I certainly want to be involved with and, and help support. So very excited to dive into this conversation. 
I should just clarify that I'm still Arabot 39, but I'm a multi-dimensional coordinator with several identities across the, you know, dimensions. Yeah, I, I think James just got onboarded a bit too heavily to blunt that recently, right? Um, anyway, so, so thanks for the thanks for the compliment, um, Dieter. I think if anything, the the members that are currently uh, that have formed a borderless community, right? Um, of course, it's patting myself a bit on the back, but I do think that overall um, we're quite reputable products, right? Um, especially in the NFT space. Um, I think that's a fair thing to say if if you'd agree with me. Yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. That's that's clear. I, anyone in the, the near ecosystem knows that for sure. Uh, so I think back to, to just um, build on top of that, what we've seen in the near ecosystem, um, I think we've all been quite quite active. And I, I was really attracted to Alka Fakertel and Mr. Brown because they, they seem to build genuine communities. So I wanted to get them involved at the outset. But to be clear, like this working group, it's we're, we're open to all applicants, right? You can go to the dead gigs board right now and, and submit an application to join. So once we sort of get into what we are with the borderless community and what we're trying to achieve, um, if you're interested in it, please um, go to uh, alpha.narrative.org and request to join the, to join the working group. Um, James, do you want to just add something? Yeah, so just to give a little bit more clarity on my background, I'm James Waugh. I used to work for Near Foundation and before that, Near Inc., prior to the rebrand of Pagoda. So I was a community manager for 18 months in the Near ecosystem. And recently I've been helping with governance in a working group. And from that initiative has emerged a lot of interesting projects and I'm trying to support as much as I can in the, you know, global and um, also, you know, highly local environments of near. Um, and I just love the social aspects. So I'm really interested in the blockchain operating system. That's where I spend a lot of my time is helping developers and, you know, builders of all kinds, you know, any kind of creators out there who are wanting to learn, you know, and, um, develop solutions together as a community. And yeah, another point is we are not the borderless community. I know it's nitpicky, but we are just a borderless community and we're going to support any borderless communities who are bringing value to the overall communities that, that we're, you know, trying to support, you know, as a, as a very redundant and, um, recursive way to put it however that's uh, just the starting point and a little bit more context uh, but i'll say i'm very lucky to be collaborating with arbot 99 and you know the other members of the initial council the og council but we are very much open to new members and that's the main point really is inclusivity so we want to make sure to design structures that include as many different insights and perspectives as we can to make sure we are resilient and, um, you know, developing these robust solutions, but yeah, I'll, I'll stop there. Awesome. Yeah, um, so yeah, I guess let's, let's just dive into it from more of an introductory standpoint into the ethos and goals of 
a borderless community and is this primarily centered around the near nft ecosystem or is it um, beyond that as well i think at the outset right we we're let's i think if you just i'll answer your question but if you just take a step back and focus on what um what we are right because james he gave a very good introduction to, to to clarify his background before becoming an alien but he sort of focused more on what we're not right so we're not a DAO and we're not the borderless community but um what is it that we actually are right so um i think as we are our main one of our our current members we're all part of um abc DAO, right um uh, the orbots builders collective where we sort of met um more impromptu and that's like one of the founders of um, a borderless community and so i think we we founded the, the the working group because we realized there is clear systemic problems in the near ecosystem first of all i think that's a fair thing to say and i think it's one that we all agree with um i think also one thing that we can agree with is that near is becoming quite more focused at the moment with its blockchain operating system it has a goal and it has something it wants to achieve and it feels like now's the time to really um, become what we want to become as near protocol and um, get our shit together and we had our the asac proposal um, which quite a lot of you i feel will know being in the nft ecosystem and that has been sort of the only initiative um, at least that i've known about that has been like a structured initiative to support the nft community um, in my personal opinion, right, as an Orbit 99, not speaking for the whole consortium, it was um, it was a bit too Web2 in its um, approach. It was a bit too um, not transparent in what it was uh, wanted to achieve and how it wanted to go about it, um, at least for it to sort of go to, you know, get passed and get adopted. But so it, it didn't get adopted, and that's sort of, you know, where we where we are. And now the NFT ecosystem is almost in shambles. There's not a lot of support. Um, a lot of builders, you know, they left a few a few months ago. And the Near Foundation is focusing now just um, solely on its uh, blockchain operating system, of course, but also on its decentralizing of, of funding. But this uh, funding, um, which James is a lot more of an expert on, but it goes to, um, it's currently... It's, it's currently being distributed in ways where it's not even going to um, a body that knows um, about the NFT community or is that engaged in it. So um, from the outset, I could already tell that, look, whatever is going to happen um, with this centralized funding set up by the NDC, um, the NFT community is still gonna, going to struggle and it's it's not going to change. And so uh, I wanted to, I wanted to um, I sort of looked and asked to myself, as Orbot99, right? Um, if I had to change the NFT ecosystem, what would I do? And I spoke to James about it, and we came up with a plan, and we came up with another plan, and then another plan, and then we realized we needed a working group, and then we formed a borderless community, and now we're here. And so that's what we are. We're guys with plans, and we're going to move fast. Oh, and, and girls, should I add, um, because um, a quick might join as well. Love it. And yeah, I, I certainly say guys a lot, um, but that is not a, a gender specific term. That is just a an all inclusive guys like everyone. So maybe I need to work on that, but it's a good good point to make. So with 
the borderless community um, as a working group. How has that process been? Uh, we had an AMA with Blaze, obviously the the leader of the near digital collective movement to a, a large degree, and we learned a lot. But I would love to hear from your perspective. What has that process been like, and is it um, how how difficult is it to begin to launch a working group? James, we'll pay this one. So what we're doing is just experimenting as part of the V0 of the NDC governance system, which involves three main grassroots DAOs, namely the Creatives DAO, Marketing DAO, and the newer Developer Governance DAO which is being led by Pagoda. So we're going through a process kind of inspired by the DevGovDAO work groups, but expanding that, you know, to include other kinds of work groups. And I think uh, one of the first examples would be the regional communities work group, which I'm also supporting. And we, we have a bunch of interesting work groups emerging now with the governance work group at the core of this whole NDC movement. And, you know, that's the kind of other side of it is, you know, developer governance and then what I would call community governance, which to me is a bigger concentric circle around the developer governance, um, which is one of the three grassroots styles. But of course, the governance work group is not responsible for everything. So we need a plethora of initiatives and leaders who are you know, driving forward key solutions and, and uh, you know, understanding the problems first and foremost. And that's why we you know, saw the, the gap and, and wanted to you know, try to get people together and, and solve problems is because there's a lot of work to do and the governance work group can't do it all, shouldn't do it all, and um, won't do it all. So that's kind of the, the basis. We had, you know, this great idea from 171 Ventures, but kind of a different model was required to explore further. And that's what I'm proposing and in, in what we have been discussing as a work group. Uh, and, and so that's a more cooperative model that is open, you know, and, and we want to include as many participants as possible. So it's not just about a work group. I'm really excited about announcing a borderless community group and we could have borderless community groups, plural. And, you know, those can be supported um, when we're talking about NFTs, which is the main focus of a borderless community, it's very much the same thing, right? You have NFT community groups, and we'd love to support leaders and uh, representatives from various collections or NFT projects and communities in this uh, working group structure, which is kind of like a mediator and um, coordinating um, body, like a governance body or a governance structure that would have 
evolving processes for, you know, overseeing accountability of community programs, including the funding programs and other, you know, efforts to decentralize. So I hope that's not just a wandering answer, but I'm excited to collaborate further with anybody who is adding value to the governance system of NIR and looking ahead to V1 of the NDC. And, you know, to get there, I, I feel like we have some hurdles and, and it's it's not just a straight and narrow path. It, it is a long and winding road that we're on together. So I, I want to make sure that we get a bunch of people together and, and um, you know, really collaborate toward the, the best possible solutions um, and not kind of step on each other's toes and, um, you know, try to account for the, the, you know, different value flows of specific NFT communities in a universal way. It's, it's really, you know, tongue in cheek alien, um, kind of metaphor is the multiverse, right? It's, it's multidimensional. Like I always say, right. The idea is we're not just one community We're we're also many different and, and similar communities. And, and that's a really beautiful thing. So I, I want to see that flourish and, and hopefully NFTs can be a strong basis for the governance processes that we're building. And I think it's more, inclusive and open and really fair at the end of the day, because it's not, you know, requiring certain identity verification. Um, There can be different approaches that aren't just uh, one way or the highway. Um, That, so that's, that's part of it for me personally, but anyway, I'm, I'm uh, happy to delve into more specific questions. Yeah. Absolutely, and and I'll we'll get over to Irobot ninety uh, nine in a sec. But I think from our perspective, um, as very active members of the near NFT ecosystem for quite a long time, it has definitely felt at times defeating. It almost like the fact that you are you have an NFT component um, that you're associated with, or that is the foundation of, of what you're building that almost hampers the support rails available to you as a near native project. That has, that has been a feeling I think a lot of other near native NFT based projects have probably felt. And it is very evident that a support system is needed and, and even more so, there is true value attached to what many of the near NFT communities are accomplishing from a variety of different elements. There's development, there's just the pure community and active user side of things. There's the marketing. There's, there's so many things that add real value to the near ecosystem. And we need a collective that understands that and can help reinforce and support what is happening here. And so I think it's, it's incredibly important that, that this is coming online. And I'm, I'm very happy that you are the leaders of this initiative. 
Um, we'll move over now to Arbot. Yes, yeah, so sort of to um, uh, transform what James said into a bit more uh, tangible words, right? Uh, the decibel, it's like, why is, why is this needed? Um, a lot of these working groups, I'm sure some of you guys have been involved, right? But they're popping up working groups left and right, right? Um, if this is there, right, it's a working group. If this is there, it's a working group. It's like, okay, look, um, but why, why is this needed and why is a borderless community needed and why do we exist? And it's to solve these clear NFT problems in the ecosystem. So let's just highlight a few that we can just think of on the top of our minds. I'd say um, one of the ones that we have is we have not enough NFT support to really structure like a, a cohesive near identity behind our NFT scene. Um, uh, that requires funding, it requires support, and it requires direction. Um, the Near Foundation is infamous for its high turnover rates, right? So we've not actually been able to have a, um, I'd say uh, it's objectively, it's okay to say that we haven't been able to have an NFT sort of um, identity that has been steered in one direction um, cohesively, um, at least by the Near Foundation. And we have a lot of very um, talented builders, but when they leave the ecosystem or when they're struggling with problems in their um, NFT projects or with their marketplaces or um, uh, just with anything, right? On a, on a personal level, on a project level, on a community level, there's been no one out there to support them, um, no organization. There's been no structure to help them through this. And so quite often they've been, uh, they've left or they've abandoned or they've scaled down operations. Um, I think another fair thing to say is that there's a serious liquidity problem in the NFT ecosystem. Um, currently, the only people buying NFTs, right? It's, it's us holders, and we're just buying them in between ourselves, which is fun. And, you know, if you buy two NFTs, you become on the top of the um, trade port list for like a week, which is cool. And you feel like a big whale, but um, it's not like, it's not very cohesive. So how do we solve all these issues and how do we bring uh, how do we bring them there well these are the issues we've we've highlighted and we don't have now especially with the near foundation um you know decentralizing completely we don't have anyone um cohesively um tackling these problems and they're not that difficult to solve um so yeah that's that's what we aim to solve and that's why we're here and what's nice about a wordless community emphasis on a is that we're not the borderless community, right? There's, um, there's, you can form your own borderless community that wants to achieve the, the same issues. Um, what's nice about it is there doesn't need to be um, one centralized power structure that um, is there to support the NFT community, that is there to help give it an identity, and that is there there to help steer it. Um, we're we're completely open also to working with completely separate groups with different visions out there. And I, I think that's healthy for the ecosystem, but it, it needs to be, to be done, right? And we can't have this. Um, one reason why I, I needed Mr. Brown and Alco Fakertel to um, lead this initiative is because they were the first example of um, NFT projects that I saw that didn't, their entire communities, right? didn't have a zero-sum game mindset. Um, of course, I'm biased as uh, Oregon 99, right? But it was incredible to see um, these these communities uh, just being completely uh, collaborative to, uh, to, you know, from the top down and from the down to, to, to the top. And I realized that um, 
if you do that, right? And that's what I sort of noticed in ABC that it's you're unstoppable. Um, you just need to find the alignment and find the problems you're aiming to solve. And then even if the ways that you, you want to solve them are different, um, once you sort of get in a group chat and you realize like, okay, this is what we need to solve, you'll find a way to do it. And so we're not creating an NFT community uh, work group to create an NFT work group or to get funding or to do this. No, um, we want to solve these problems that the near NFT ecosystem has and we want to do it this week. So that's why we're here. Awesome. And sort of um, going back to the reflections that I've had, uh, especially over the weekend, but more so this entire year and, and even before that, it's just looking at the onboarding perspective for people into Web3 and the perception of NFTs as a whole. I think there's, a, there's so much work to be done to showcase the value that exists. And I think there's been a lot of negative sentiment um, that has formed, and, and, and rightfully so in, in a lot of cases. But it also seems a bit weird to me just the basis of an NFT project. You, an example would be you don't call a fungible token project a fungible token project. It, it's what that, that project represents, what they're building. And there's, there's so much more to it. And, and an NFT is a vehicle to help optimize the value being created. And there are so many um, strong use cases for NFTs within a, a Web3 startup. But it's even, I've even gone to the lengths of thinking, should the Jump NFT staking platform, should we call that a digital asset staking platform? And I don't know if that's, that's the right answer or not, but from just an optical per per point of view um, and how NFTs are perceived, do you think that we as an NFT community should do more work in the form of trying to, oh, one sec, got a big truck passing by. But do you think there's, it's, it's right to say that maybe we need to evolve past an NFT project and, and start to showcase the, the more that we're bringing. And, and that NFT component is, is just one component in a very large um, overall accomplishment. Yeah, most definitely, right? So um, you, you touched upon some, some great points. It's also why uh, when we were writing some of our initiatives, I had to work through uh, James's documents and try to remove NFT from like tons of places, right? Because um, it, it it's quite limiting in itself. And what's nice about this is um, you'll see also in a borderless community, right? <laughs> we don't have NFT in our, in our name, but we, we, we are here to support the NFT community. And that doesn't mean like an NFT project or anything. It means that we're here to support the usage of the near community using NFT technology. And so one thing that we have now is we have an opportunity with alpha.near.org, right? With near discovery um, to fully integrate the NFT ecosystem into the near ecosystem itself and not have them be like a separate ecosystem that just exists on Tradeport. And um, we've seen the perfect example, right, with Ilya changing his profile picture to um, the, the Cafe Citizens. Um, it, it, it allowed for a unique opportunity where um, only Near Social was able to actually have a live feed of the Cafe Citizen 
So all like Tradeport, um, Paris and whatever, they only update their NFTs, like the images, the metadata, like every 24 hours. And in their social, it's actually like a direct link. And it's a very specific example of this, but it does show that um, the NFT technology can actually be fully used into near social to make a social experience. And this goes um, from like, uh, and James knows this or as, as, as a more of a technical and um, a oriented person, but the, um, the possibilities are endless, right? So whether this is in like more token gated pages or um, more token gated feed, right? So as an NFT project or as a consortium like we are, um, we can actually start curating feeds based on the NFTs that you hold using their social. And it is that step that we can only achieve if we look at it um, from, a, from a consortium, like as a collective, um, because it's not one that we can um, cohesively achieve as an individual project. Um, so I hope that makes sense, but that's sort of what we really want to do here. And it is that big step of integrating the NFT community into the NERC community. Love it. And, and yeah, I guess just to reiterate, um, it, it's a job that I think we all have to, to help educate and, and showcase the value that is being created with the foundation of NFTs at, at, at the, the ground level. And maybe we haven't done a great job at, at showcasing that value, whether that's just as small as the near ecosystem or even well beyond. And having concentrated group efforts to to be able to form a, a community um, that that the borderless community is, is doing I think that is a great first step in, in accomplishing this and I think especially with the strong leaders that we have within you and James and, and beyond we're going to be able to accomplish this so that makes me very excited yeah I was just going to echo that by saying another way to think about NFT communities would be just any on-chain communities. It's just an example of one way to represent your affiliation with some group. And uh, you could have a lot of different kinds of NFTs, right? That's the beauty of it. It's, it's not just like one community. There's combinations and, you know, everyone's got their own collection and that gating aspect that, 99 touched on is a two-way street if not more so it's not just like oh we want to keep people out it's like well actually uh, we want to just have better discussions and and learn from each other and and really understand where people are coming from and and uh you know put each other in our our um shoes and and uh like (laughs) You know, at, at the end of the day, that's that's what gets me excited about it. Is it's just kind of understanding all the different NFTs on near and and their visions for success. So just to quickly add to that, so um, talking more about the the token like oriented, you know, feed and everything via near social and how you can create an experience based on the tokens you hold. Um, one thing, <laughs> James can of course correct me if I'm wrong. But the, the reason that we found that so interesting is that it's not project specific, right? It can be based on multiple projects that you hold. So it's a very interesting way that, you know, Discord channels have historically only been um, NFT project specific. 
Um, so now I'm in like a billion Discord channels, right? And I only use Mr. Brown and El Cafe Cartel and sometimes barely at that because there's just so many channels. Um, but they're all specific to an NFT project. And it's very limiting in its way because as we sort of showed with um, Orbox rollout, right? The ABC though, um, NFT communities are borderless in nature. Um, none of us here hold like one NFT. I mean, maybe I do like Orbot 99, but most people hold like multiple nfts and they don't just change their whole identity to fit a profile picture right but um and that in itself is something that you can customize in this experience so you could you could actually have like feeds that target then um you know holders of multiple projects right or that uh, propose ideas to um holders that have nfts related to specific subjects right so let's just say that um just to give an example, right? Let's just say that El Cafe Cartel and Mr. Brown specifically um, want to want to ask their audience uh, about a specific issue in the near ecosystem that's been affecting NFT projects. Well, they could actually like easily do that in via near social and a social experience that only then questions like their holders or uh, specifically, um, but it will be like a collective pool. So I just think it's very interesting to start moving past um, projects specific when tackling systemic NFT um, problems or when um, boosting them. And it's time to just unify and stand together and be like, okay, you know, let's take this the next step up. And we've seen that with like DeFi on Arbitrum. So this is DeFi specific, but if you go to Arbitrum and like any ecosystem decks or any, uh, you know, any staking solution, whatever, um, they have this really um, funny mindset, which is really cool, of just um, constantly bigging, bigging each other up and making it like a, a feedback loop to connect communities. And even though they're competing projects, at the end of the day, if you bring liquidity there and you bring community there, um, community is not just going to stick to one project in that specific ecosystem. So you're a lot better off just working together. Absolutely. I mean, that is, that's, that's so clear. The... Um, working together and helping to combine your incentive structures has such a big impact. It can, it really is probably one of the main reasons why the Arbitrum DeFi ecosystem has been able to flourish to such a high degree. And we have been banging the drum on that, especially with the drum DeFi side um, within near DeFi about how critical it is for all projects to work together for an alignment of incentives because you can really magnify things when you're putting things all together. It's not a, a linear increase in value. It, it does become, in my opinion, exponential. And that is especially true for the near NFT space because it is so small and nascent. We need a cumulative effort if we want to have any chance at true growth. And so this is a, a great first start at that. Looking forward to when the the governance group is maybe far enough along to begin operations. What will, I guess, first, what is the governance structure look like? And then maybe we can talk about the plans for distributing grants and, and value to the ecosystem from there. Sure. I think the simplest way forward is to have initial 
council members, which are listed in our post about the work group to decide on additional members to join the work group. But we're, you know, trying to keep our criteria minimal to reduce subjectivity. So we're not um, too opinionated, but of course, I know 99 and others have opinions, including myself. So that is unavoidable. Um, but the idea is getting off the ground, you know, it's a chicken and the egg problem. And we're trying to solve that one way, uh, which is to trust a group of council members who have come together already and made this post. We have an open call for anybody to join this work group uh, by applying um, before April 1st, so this weekend. Um, so you have all week to reply, but if you want to join after the fact, there will be a process for you to join after the work group is established following the open call. Um, we did it uh, so that anybody who wanted to join from the ABC DAO, which is the Arabot Builders Collective, uh, had the opportunity to join. And then uh, we were able to get some of the members uh, who represented other projects, including Benny from Mr. Uh, or sorry, Benny from El Cafe Cartel and Lomakin and uh, uh, hopefully Crick um, from Mr. Brown and the Arbots, as well as um, Crick's Dead Gen project, which is pretty cool. There's another application from the Near NFT um, project. And then uh, we've been talking with some other leaders to see if they are interested and, and uh, you know, it's ongoing. So that's the idea for the work group. But the community group is basically open. So if you are considering yourself part of the near community or the NFT community in particular, then, you know, I would consider you a member of the, you know, um, borderless community that we are talking about. So a borderless community involves anybody who wants to be part of it. I think what matters um, would be, you know, representation in the work group. So that's why we're keeping that process open so that anybody can apply to join. There is no cap on the number of members and it is not a voting body. So it's more of a uh, social process um, rather than a mechanical process uh, for deciding. Uh, so we just have a group of people and they consider feedback uh, from the different communities, uh, the different borderless community groups, and, and that'll be the, the governance process as proposed now. But, you know, it's an open call that includes a request for comments and you know, we're here to discuss the model and get any sort of, you know, criticism that, that can make it better. Yeah, awesome. I guess from the grants perspective, have you thought about that framework? And also one thing that I've always feared about being on councils and also potentially being on the other side of wanting to request request grant support for various efforts is there 
any fear of, I guess, picking favorites and how, how can the grant funding be fairly distributed amongst the ecosystem? What does that sort of framework look like? I, I'm, I'm really interested in that. So, um, James, can I take this? Of course, yeah. Yeah. So again, like James might have a different idea, and others might have a different idea as well, right? Because we are a consortium of projects. But my my way of really thinking about this is not J- James is a bit more, uh, which is good to have. He's a bit more oriented in how we can make it as as, as fair as possible, right? And we need that. We need that. You know, we need that inclusivity. It's something that we, we really do want to highlight. Um, I think my end was more um, behind forming a borderless community, right? Was more in how can we effectively distribute funds, which is more aligned with um, ASAC's initial one. But the, the thing is more, um, the, the thing is more we need transparency, we need accountability, and then we need inclusivity and we need representation. Um, these are just four elements I think that we need in the structure and at the same time we need to be effective as well because there's no goal in being inclusive um, you know transparent and uh, and uh, whatever the other one was that I said if you can't deliver grants effectively but also if you can't um, there there will never be an unbiased way to deliver grants even now if you go to near foundation and especially when they were giving out grants right you're met with a biased structure um, if you visit the, the golf forums or whatnot, um, you're met by an even more biased structure because most of them are seen like completely unqualified uh, or or um, that they don't give your project the time of day that you deserve. I think that's something that's very important as well. Um, so I, one reason that I want to set up a board list community is also to encourage others to set up competing board list communities, right? And we don't have to be the main one, and they, they don't have to call themselves a borderless community, and also we have to be open to accepting new, new members, right? So uh, this is a way where you don't actually um, ensure that you're, you're not too hung up on the fact that your body is the most um, unbiased or unfair one, but instead you're um, more caught up in the fact that you're transparent and that you make sure that you make sure that overall the funding system will be as unbiased as possible and that people will know where the biases are and that you try and highlight them. Yeah, just Josh. a key key point to add there is we don't have to be holding any funds to provide strategic recommendations or submit proposals. And, and I think that's a crucial missing piece of the puzzle right now. So a lot of it can be you know, ultimately decided by who is providing resources for a specific program. And and that's flexible. So it's not like we have to, you know, have a conflict resolution process for members when they disagree, like a vote that might work on chain, but off chain, everybody's, you know, less happy than before. And it deteriorates the, the culture of, of said organization, right? Um, and the communities overall. So I, I want to make sure that's clear. We're not advocating for pooling the resources where it can be, uh, you know, more um, contentious environment. It's actually more about collaborating to discuss projects and, you know, the community programs that 
will drive progress. Yeah, 100%, 100%. So when I say about effective fund distribution, um, it doesn't mean that we need to um, make all, it doesn't mean that we need to um, hold any funds to begin with. Um, it definitely could be a, a model to explore to a certain degree, but it's definitely not about pooling any funds. And in, in principle, for us to effectively distribute funds, we don't actually need to hold any funds at all. Um, so what I mean about um, also with accountability, I think that plays a big for uh, a big part in getting on um, sort of a fair but effective fund distribution model, because as the as the NFT community, right, as the near community, I think we all sort of know what's like good investments and in the ecosystem and what are less good investments. And I, you know, it could have been gone differently, right? But I think like a good example is the central bank, right? Uh, that is, just seems like a giant um, a fund waste. And I'm using that because it's the most uh, unobjective, like clear ex example. Um, but of course there's smaller examples, you know, there's NFT projects that became rugs, um, but don't want to get, you know, caught up on any, any names or that. But I think objectively as a community, we sort of know what's a good, um, what's a good investment what's a good funding resource or pool to distribute funds and what we don't but what we don't have as a community right so all of us in this call what we don't actually have is a, a real vote or stay in that so one reason one thing that i would be really interested to explore is to have like um for example a, a borderless community as a work group for, um you know set up like relationships with um funding bodies and then propose to distribute funds to certain projects, right? And uh, have them also like have an application mechanism and whatnot. But at the end of the day, have an accountability mechanism where the NFT community self, um, themselves can like vote uh, on if that project should be getting that funding or if it shouldn't. And via near social that all becomes possible. It's not like a, a DAO vote, but you could easily make it so, um, you know, like we, like for example, we outline uh, as a working group, like, okay, so this, you know, this, uh, these two NFT uh, indie artists deserve, um, you know, like a hundred near for this and this and that. And this is why we think they, sh they, sh they should have them. And then have like a near social post where we just agree that if it gets more than like, uh, you know, five, dislikes or downvotes or whatnot then we just uh we, we don't do it because it's an easy way to get the community actually involved in um in 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 sort of voting in this and you can ensure that it is the near community via this um uh, the capability to create pages that recognize each other's tokens so this is a way that you can actually get the near community involved in governance without it being you know DAO oriented or clunky but have your voice be heard and if there is a clear um, funding distribution that is wrong or faulty, ha have a me method of accountability or at least um, transparency in that regard. Totally agree. And I, th I mean, I think you're, you're very much right in the fact that the near community and, and even in an even smaller sample size, the near NFT ecosystem, we we all do have a very good idea of what everyone is doing for the most part and who is providing value and so I, I think it'll be very very easy to assess support 
from a relatively unbiased level. But, you know, even I, I question my biases all the time. I want to make sure that I'm being cognizant of that. But I think just being able to engage enough of the community to where it is distributed, that's, if, if we can achieve that, then, then everything else will, will fall into place quite nicely. Yeah, everyone who wants to be part of the near community should have a voice in its governance. And one way to represent your membership and, and your identity, uh, along with its reputation, you know, involves that account holding tokens like NFTs and others. Um, so we're going to see a lot of overlap with with uh, how reputation unfolds in the context of NDC and beyond. Uh, obviously, there is a blurring of lines between use cases, which is good and bad, um, but we got to keep on keeping on with education and, you know, the onboarding question. To me, it's more about understanding the turning point for somebody to go from, you know, just engaging to adopting something or um, retaining people who are adding a, a lot of value. Um, those are very important aspects of onboarding but it might not be obvious agree so <clears throat> looking at the near digital collective as a whole how is the near digital collective going to be involved with the i guess breakout communities might be a good way to frame it but we have all of these different vessels within the ndc that are helping to support very important sectors within the ecosystem. But I'm just wondering how all of that is planned to come together. And this will be once, let's say, V1 governance is introduced and the NDC is working to actually execute on different initiatives. How does that fold into the the smaller groups? Is, is it oversight from the NDC and the overall community? Is the voting process going to be the responsibility of the NDC as a whole, or will it be more concentrated into the, 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 the breakout communities? Well, plain and simple, you know, NDC is a movement to decentralize, and I believe a borderless community is aligned with that entirely. So, you know, I think it's a natural progression for continued collaborations to you know, lead you know everyone forward in, in a better direction and these work groups are just an experiment um, largely inspired by the devgov approach uh, but the governance working group is different than ndc that's really important for us to keep in mind and you know the gwg has a charter and other work groups have charters grassroots styles have charters so i'm just saying, I think, you know, clear communication about this idea of a charter for a work group or a DAO or anything in between or, you know, wherever else you want to go as a community or, you know, a contributor. So I think that's very much up in the air, as you alluded to. However, it's an experiment. And I think V0 is going to result in a V0.1 before we realize the potential of a v1 so i'm excited to 
iterate. I think that's going to be necessary. And it's amazing to see all the progress, you know, already with the community treasury going live. That's 5.7 million near available for the community and governed by the community right now through a small group of DAOs. But in the future, I would love to see multi-DAO governance and, you know, more and more organizations that are, are successful. And, and that's uh, diversification to me and, and uh, true decentralization. Absolutely. And <clears throat> realistically, if we're thinking of the scale uh, involved with the NDC, it is so important to have the um, various charters that can really focus on specific elements. Otherwise, I just think from a decentralization perspective, it will just be too hard to execute on everything that needs to be done because that, that decentralized process, while there are so many great things, one of the, what could be said as a drawback is how, how much longer it takes to um, execute on things at times just because of, of the nature of, of getting everyone involved and, and the requirement for people to participate in order for things to move forward. Um, so yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how that funnel works. And I think it can be done um, pretty easily I, I, as long as the, the charters are strong and they have community members that are, um, it, you know, coming at things from the right perspective. So moving into a charter, how, how does that framework look for, for the, the borderless community and, and beyond? What Blaze had noted is, and I guess this is more specific to the NDC, there are a lot of um, deep requirements to the, the charter structure. And, and to be a representative, um, there are certain things that, for instance, like a U.S. citizen couldn't be one of the, it's not a, it's not stakeholder, it's, it's another word that, I, that I'm um, it's escaping me right now, but for actually forming a borderless community and also other charters, what does that, what are those framework requirements look like? Is it as simple as a, and I'm talking more of an, an almost an entity structuring, is it like an anonymous LLC that represents the DAO or is it even more complex and, and have, have more facets to it that are potentially offshore, et cetera? So, I'm working with lawyers to create a structure that is complementary to the top-down approach of the trust and foundations around the NDC funding system. And this would be more cooperative than your traditional offshore and, um, you know, unincorporated entities. Uh, and, and I think it's less risky in some contexts uh, and, and more certain um, despite what people might feel now in the markets. Uh, but that's kind of my perspective and it's reflecting on uh, multi-DAO, which is different. You know, it's, it's one of the participants, um, you know, potentially in this work group, um, you know, I wrote the post with 99 and, and our fellow council members. Um, and it's, you know, entirely independent from this multi-DAO entity, 
which is not yet formed. However, that is the direction we're going as as far as I know, you know, it's the only legal entity associated with uh, that work group that um, you're talking about. So a, a borderless community work group is is just a program supported by MultiDAO, which can uh, provide certainty and, uh, you know, protect against liabilities and, um, you know, make sure that we have what we need to solve the problems that we keep talking about. So that's, that's a, you know, very much open um, feedback process where I'm planning to share a memo that lawyers have been uh, writing for several weeks in our explorations with some of the best in the business uh, to uncover, you know, this new approach that um, is, is actually innovative. Like that's our goal is to really um, not try to shove it under the rug, but rather to face the music and, and really, you know, build something sustainable that anybody can use. Love it. And that is, that's such an important component, the, especially with all of the regulation that is coming on board and, and that is going to be coming alive for the NDC to provide a structure that can really help streamline the other uh, communities that are formed is, is super important. And that's, that's great that that work is being done because it is, um, it's absolutely paramount that, that we do that. We are a little bit past the hour now, and I want to be respectful of everyone's time. Is there anything that we haven't hit on yet that you want to make sure that we do for the borderless community? And then we can open up for a quick Q&A after that. Jim, not for me. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, anyway, so um, I'll, I'll jump in, right? So um, the only thing, what we do want to know, because we have a couple of initiatives lined up, right? And we're just, um, this is just as we were forming, like, my ad hoc basis. So we'll be rolling them out in the next few days, right? Um, the first one is, um, I'm sure I can already share this, but... Um, with uh, Elka Fakertel, Mr. Brown have donated quite a sizable amount of Mr. Browns and Cafe Citizens. So we'll be organizing like a near social experience where people can uh, nominate each other and then receive um, receive um, part of this funding, right? And so it's a cool way where we can actually increase the amount of uh, people active in the near ecosystem that then hold um, NFTs and get them involved in actually engaging with it so that you can nominate like um, a, a builder that you uh, admire or that you think uh, has contributed well to the ecosystem or even just a community member and have them you know receive NFTs of some of your favorite collections and that, that is just like a simple thing that we're starting and we're going to actually um, keep going for like a, we plan to keep going for a long time because it's um, yeah, we, we have we have quite a quite a large size to be working with, and hopefully we can expand it to different collections as well. So stay tuned for that, right? 
and their socials soon will be like a massive Mr. Brown and um, Cafe Citizens giveaways, but we'll we'll roll it out on like a on a on a long term basis. So it's nice because we can drive um, engagement to their social. So it's not just like Marika and Ilya are using it, uh, but actually the community. And that way we can also um, start sort of getting people more involved in um, engaging with, with NFTs on the on the blockchain operating system. But this is just like, a, like it's more like a tongue-in-cheek one that we were kind enough to be able to set up by uh, Mr. Brennan and Alka Fakerfell. Um, but yeah, we have some really exciting ones lined up, um, and it it all lands around increasing the exposure of the of the value that NFT technology offers in our ecosystem. Um, so yeah, like uh, we've been working on an exciting one with MultiDAO. Um, hopefully, we can announce that soon as as well um, once funding comes in. Soon, yeah, we just want to give back and recognize contributors but also facilitate great onboarding experiences for new contributors who get involved. And maybe it's, you know, a hard first week and, and uh, they're hoping to be acknowledged and, and uh, a friend could leverage our system to reward somebody for just getting involved in, and learning something new or, uh, you know, finding a way to help and, and volunteering and, and that could be the motivation they need to, you know, finish the, the job and, and really take it over the finish line or go above and beyond. So it's not just about recognizing the, the OG contributors, uh, but we also want to make sure this resource can be available for anybody. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Um, so if you're in the audience and you have any questions, please feel free to come up and we'll do a quick Q&A. But in the meantime, I think one thing that would be really important to close on is just more of the call to action. And if you are a listener that wants to get involved, what is the best next step to do so? Well, the best thing you can do to join the work group is reply on the DevGov gigs board using your favorite near social gateway of choice. Uh, you can go to alpha.near.org and find the DevGov gigs component or widget where a lot of the activity is happening. Uh, so if you're having trouble finding that, I don't blame you, but you know, you can search for, for the DevGov gigs board um, or you can find that account, devgovgigs.near. You could even just type devgovgigs.near.social into your browser and um, look up for you know anything tagged with hashtag NFT um, or ABC. And uh, we're also using hashtag borderless community. So um, keep an eye out for more posts about how to nominate people for and any kind of uh, rewards that might be available. Uh, so that's another process we're introducing. But for now, we're looking for leaders representing various NFT communities and projects, platforms, etc. And uh, you can reply to get involved um, and, and just let us know a little bit about who you are and why, um, why you want to contribute. Um, so that's the process for now, but we're open to suggestions. And like we said, it's about inclusivity and and uh, everyone should have a voice in, in how this works. 
So please let us know any feedback. Yeah, and just to add to that, it's about also just getting shit done right because we actually need need to get our stuff uh, together as an air. And um, uh, at the same time, this it's not just about you know our working group or whatnot, anything like that. Like you can just start um, sort of doing taking the initiative that we're doing right now. And like I said, it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to engage with our platform or us as much as we'd appreciate it. But just have a look and just think like, okay, what 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 can me and my my, my friends and my peers, what, what what can we do right now for the NFT ecosystem? And it sounds a bit like corny, like uh, you know, you just have to do it yourself. But you know, I, I guess we do, right? Um, Near Foundation has left it up to the community, and the community is us. So just you know, we we have some very talented people in the ecosystem, and I know that everyone here just has ideas in where we could go from here so it doesn't have to be on like such a, a big uh, scale necessarily but um talk talk with your peers right and just see like how can you integrate the the nftc ecosystem and the new blockchain operating system analogy that near is taking i think that's the best way to go about it um go on um, alpha.near.org start playing around with it a bit it's not too user in- intuitive but it is sort of a, a blank sheet that we have been given um, to rebrand ourselves and to make the near, you know, the blockchain operating system of Web3. Love it. Thank you. <clears throat> Looks like we had Evie up for a sec, but he got um, potentially kicked off or rugged. But we do have Shitsu now. So what's up, Shitsu? Hey, guys. How's it going? So I'll come in. I think Ibi is still, wait, I think Ibi is still a speaker. Ibi, hello? Oh, maybe he did get right. Yeah, he's showing as a listener for me now. Oh, okay. For me, he's still a speaker. Never mind. Sorry. You don't want to interrupt me again? <laughs> so, commendable, what are you guys up doing? I'm trying to wrap around my head. I think initiatives like these are important to kind of get the ball rolling. But, you know, one of the things that uh, I've noticed with Shitu is, uh, you know, we've started to engage different NFT communities, you know, for the past six months, and it's hit or miss. Uh, there's very little integration and intercommunication between the communities. Case an example, I mean, we did a kind of decent giveaway 40 near to whatever NFT community will post the most JPEGs or their profiles on near social. Only two communities did. Um, and that was after me reaching out to individual communities. So I think in order for you guys to get traction, make sure you become embedded within those communities and create good uh, points of contact. Because right now, they're just too uh, disparate. There's very little com- communication among the communities. So that's one observation that, uh, that I've seen firsthand. Yeah, for sure. You know, we can't be meaningfully involved with every NFT community, and we shouldn't want to be. Uh, so that's why we really want others to join the work group because they are deeply embedded um, in such important communities that I'm just learning about, you know. Uh, so to your point about the giveaway, I think, you know, it's a matter of uh, goals and, and kind of like strategies around, you know, what to incentivize. And, you know, in my opinion, it's it's a great start and, and we should just keep building momentum toward more like impactful you know engaging programs that 
that learn from what you did and, and uh, other initiatives that are ongoing and, and uh, in the future. So we'd love to collaborate and, and learn more about uh, what you did and, and kind of how you're evolving that. Activating people is not an easy task, even when it seems like um, it's tr just straight up pure value or free money that is available. It's, it's crazy how, how difficult it can be um, for that activation process. But with concentrated efforts and getting leaders involved and their respective communities, it becomes a lot easier when there is that group effort. And I think this is what can be uh, achieved here. On that note, everyone, I think we will go ahead and conclude. Thank you, James. Thank you, Arabot, for your time. It's very informative. I will be reaching out to you, Arabot, after this call just to see how we can best get involved and contribute. And again, for the audience, we had a pretty great rundown of how everyone can get involved. So I really hope that you do. This is an important step forward for not only the near NFT space, but the entire ecosystem as a whole. And it does start with us and it will take work, but it will pay off um, in, in a much larger manner. And on that note, we will go ahead and wrap things up. Brandon or Monza, if you could provide a brief outline for the schedule tomorrow for Near at Night, and then we can just go ahead and, and end the call. Yeah, tomorrow we, uh, we have a big one. We have Mint Base tomorrow. So super excited for that. And you know, it'll be at the same time. So hope to see you all there. Awesome. Cheers, everyone. Take care.